Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go, Denver's best subscription that allows you to go to as many events as you can for only $39 per month with no additional costs or fees. You guys heard that right, no additional fees. Literally hundreds of events for $39 per month. For instance, just in the next few weeks, you could hit up the Nuggets and the Bucks, white hot nuggets off to a great start. You can catch them at Pepsi Center. You can get beer flights at Prost Brewing, Avs and Preds this Wednesday, CU versus Washington State, and countless comedy shows at Comedy Works. There is literally something for everyone, guys. If it's going on in Denver, there's a good chance that In We Go can get you in. And here is where it gets good. We have partnered with In We Go to give BSN listeners a great deal. Go to inwego.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use the promo code BSN50 when you subscribe to get half off your first month. That is right, you guys. All those great events in Denver for under $20 during your first month. Try it and fall in love with it like we all did here at BSN Denver. Go to inwego.com slash BSN or download the Inwego app today and use promo code BSN50. That's I-N-W-E-G-O. Now enjoy the show, guys. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. For the Colorado Avalanche, that's Matt Duchesne. Right now, news is breaking that he has been involved in a trade that has been completed, and it looks like they have pulled him off the ice here after just playing a couple of minutes to start this hockey game. The best avalanche coverage in Denver. Fans have the puck again in the New York zone. Shot, score! Yes, who? Yes, who? Taking you beyond the ice and inside the locker room. It's Gerard didn't have a stick to handoff in the slot, broken up with a skate by Gerard. He broke up that play. Then he stopped it there. Oh, wow. What a play by Gerard. <laughs> and now, here are your hosts, AJ Hafley and Adrian Dater. Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks. And welcome in to yet another edition of the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go, the only subscription service that gets you into almost any event in Denver. Use the promo code BSN50 half off your first month when you download the In We Go app. I am your host, Jesse Montano. I'm sitting alongside AJ Hayfley. AJ, no big red today. It's just you and me. How are we feeling on, on this election day? Uh, I'm feeling, uh, civic pride. I, uh, I, I did, uh, I dropped my, my, my ballot off at about three thirty this morning. Nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I was pretty excited. Said some choice words to the dudes I was voting against and, uh, you know, just screamed them into the ballot. Uh, not quite, you know, it wasn't, oh. wasn't quite that dramatic. Um, oh. but you know, it, it wasn't like the, uh, Shawshank Redemption scene when he comes out on the other side of the pipe. <laughs> like pouring rain. Was it wasn't quite that dramatic, but mine was. was satisfying and I feel pretty good about uh, the dudes that I voted for and the uh the issues I voted on. So hopefully you did the same. Uh if not today then earlier. 
Yep, I dropped mine. Uh, I dropped mine yesterday. And the one, the one that I think I'm most behind is is with the proposition to fix a lot of Colorado's roads and and widen them where needed. I think that's the one I'm most passionate about because uh, okay. traffic blows. Yeah, that's not actually the one I'm most passionate about. But holy True. smokes, do we need that? Traffic do does we... blow, man. It's not good. It's not good. AJ, we uh, we're here on, on yet another off day. I was I was telling someone today they were asking me how the abs were doing, and I was like, well, they were doing good, but that feels like about three weeks ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> and now we're just kind of sitting here. Um, you were at practice today. I was not. Tyson Jost was out in a regular jersey. There were a couple other injury sightings. What do you have from today? Um. Yeah, so Jost, uh, non or, or uh, regular jersey today, uh, full participant, um, was on the fourth line with Kamenev, uh, Bork, and um, Deneau. And then um, what else? What else happened? Uh, Drys was on the second line uh, where but, he finished uh... in Vancouver. And then JT Conference Finn Andragetto skated in non-contact jerseys on the other ice. Um, status reports after practice. Uh, Jost will be his his status for tomorrow's game against Nashville will be determined after morning skate. And then, um, let me see. Confer Bedner said did not have a good day, um, so we're not sure what's going on there. Uh, said Andrew Ghetto is progressing the way he should be, and he's even a candidate for the upcoming road trip. All right. So so let's 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 unpack a little bit of this here. Let's start with JT Comfer. What is what's going on, man? I mean, it was one of those things where he got off to a great start. He played. We saw him at practice. I think AD even talked to him, and then it was that night. Head injury, they're not coming out and saying concussion, but it's looking more and more like that's what it is when you use phrases like he didn't have a good day, like Jared Bednar did. Uh yeah, it's not um it's it's whatever whatever's going on, man, he's not he's not responding to whatever treatment and recovery um they're trying to put him through right now. It's just he's not responding to it, man. And, you know, as, as, as we always know with these types of head injuries, there isn't really a timetable. And, and it sounds kind of like that's what, what, what Beds was alluding to today. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, it's still up in the air with him. Um, it sounds like good news on both Jost and Andrew Ghetto, though. So with Andrew Ghetto, do we, do we know what his uh, injury officially was? Or is? Uh, no. Uh, all they ever said, I believe, was a lower body injury, and that was it. I, I don't even know what to say about Ghetto anymore, man. It's just every time I say I'm yeah. excited to get him back in the lineup, he's out again. Yeah, uh, it's been <clears throat> it's been a it's it's been frustrating uh, for sure. Yeah, as um, you know, he's he's a guy that can really help them, and he's just he's just been hurt and inconsistent and. It's it's tough to get too amped up when uh you know you're you're fighting that uphill battle like that. So uh Sheldon Drives was on the second line again today. I saw a small Twitter exchange between you and someone else. 
someone saying, oh, why is he up there? And you responded by saying, yo, he was dope there the other day. This looks like more yeah. of a reward than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he. I mean, let's be honest. The guy, the guy played well against Calgary and Vancouver. Like, give him his props. Mm-hmm. And right now, there isn't a better option there. You may say, you know, oh, well, I would like to see my preferred player there, but nobody has taken that role and done anything with it so far. Mm-hmm. So you know, you can you can argue about upside, but when a guy goes out and he plays well, he's going to get opportunities in an when he's you know when he succeeds in a position where nobody else really has for any consistent period of time. So you could, and you know, you could also just say, well, those will probably be the two best games that he plays all year. Hey, that might be true. There's only one way to find out. So, you know, for me, and just because there's no definitive good option right now, um, you know, they're, they're they're kind of in full blown YOLO mode where they're, you, you can make an argument and say, well, I would prefer this, but, um, (laughs) There's there's no proof in the pudding. Nobody nobody has a good, clear cut, uh, reasonable answer to this to this problem right now. It's it's a rotating cast of characters. They're waiting for somebody to step up and take that job. Hasn't happened so far, so it's going to continue to to continue to work like this. You may be a little surprised that uh, AJ Greer wasn't uh, recalled after the weekend. I was not just because the the way it was going to work is if Jost is still hurt, Greer will come back. If Jost is ready to come back or at least be a healthy scratch and everything is fine, um, then there's no need to bring him back up. So, How do you feel about that? Um, with with Jost, uh, you know, <laughs> Bork, Bork, I thought, had a, a solid game against Vancouver. Uh, Dries had a good game. You know, those guys did stuff with the uh, – the ice time that they were given and, you know, obviously AJ Greer didn't get to play much, um, but he didn't do a whole lot with it yet. And, you know, they're, they're still trying to figure things out here. It's still, it's still very early on in the season. Uh, you know, this time last year, Chris Begraw was a lineup regular. So keep, keep those things in mind, you know, that there's still, there's still plenty of time and you know that there's still plenty of injuries to come. Uh, if, if AJ Greer just keeps doing what he's doing in the AHL, He'll be back with the Avs sooner than uh, yeah. You know, sooner he uh, he's off to a great start. He's off to a really good start there. Yeah, and and to be honest, man, we got to stop. We got to stop acting like the guys who are playing five to seven minutes a night are deciding games here because they're not. What do you mean? I I mean just like we we spend we spend so much time talking about these guys and their impacts on the game are almost always very very. I, low. I think with a guy. Like him, it's it's more of you want to see more than just those those few prospect. minutes, right? And you know, of course, we want to see those guys, but you know, there's also the this is the way that the world works. You know, a, a guy like Matt Calvert's got trust. A guy like Matt Nieto has trust, and it's going to take time and in an extended run of poor play from those guys to break that trust. And it's going to take, you know, Dries. Look at Dries. He played well. He got moved up in the lineup. He took advantage of his opportunity. He's going to get to try it again. He's going to have to continue to play well to stay there. You know, and that's, we haven't seen AJ Greer do any of that, really. You know, he's had nice little flashes, but, you know, five minutes. And and Grant, I absolutely understand the argument. Five minutes isn't enough time to do anything. Totally agree. But at the same time, you got to, you know, you got to find a way. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's, it's, so, 
I've really liked what, what Greer has done in the AHL to start this season. We're, we're firing back back up the, uh, the, the BSN prospect report. We're going to be introducing a new type of prospect report um, in addition to the, the one that you guys are, are familiar with. So just kind of run down those numbers, you know, and, and, and being able to watch the Eagles a little bit more closely. You like a lot what he's done, but you've got to see that at the NHL level. And uh, it's, it's one of those things where you mentioned it with Nieto and, and Bork there where it's like, hey, you know, as much as you like it or hate it, those guys have earned, again, as much as you disagree or agree, they, they've earned the, the benefit of the doubt, right? And, and A.J. Greer hasn't done that in his multiple call-ups with the Avs. And so I, I get you. You know, it's it's one of those things where you want him to have more time, but he's got to do what Dries did in that. You know, in his last couple call ups to to earn that. Well, and we've seen it. You know, we've seen it with Kamenev too. We, you know, Kamenev always oh, getting seven minutes here, or eight minutes there, but he's he's shown things in those time in those in mm-hmm. those minutes. You know, he's had success. Maybe not in the in the form of points, but you know, there there have been. There have been good, good signs. You've seen things even in limited minutes from Cam- a guy like Kamenev, and just you know, and obviously one game, five minutes with Greer, and we've already spent more time on this than we should have. <laughs> but um, it just it hasn't. We haven't seen it yet, and that has to happen. And that's mm-hmm. just the truth of it. You can stand there and pound the table all day long and say ma 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 about whatever, but. The guy has to do something in the ice time mm-hmm. he does get. Otherwise, why would he? Why in God's right. name would you give him more? <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. Totally you know, if a guy does nothing in five minutes of ice time, why are you giving exactly. him ten? Just to see another five minutes get wasted? No, I guess it, it does depend on the quality of that five minutes. You know, if it's, I, I get you. Sure, and and I get it. Like you're you're talking like what eight right. nine shifts here. So it's not a whole lot of opportunity in a, in the course of a game, but you still you have to do something with it, and that's true mm-hmm. for all of these guys. You know, Sheldon Dries has to do something with this. You know, with with him, um, in in the on the second line, he did something with it the other day. And now he's got to keep doing something. As long as he keeps doing something, he'll mm-hmm. he'll find ice time. Yeah, no, I agree. I completely agree. AJ, let's take a quick break. When we come back, one of the most prominent coaches in NHL history, I would say, was relieved of his duties today as Coach Q is officially unemployed. We will discuss what that means for the Central Division when we come back. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go. We will be right back. This episode on the BSN Podcast Network is brought to you by Total Beverage. With more than 70,000 square feet between their Westminster and Thornton locations, there's literally no drink you can't find. I love Total Beverage. I go there probably once a week. That's BSN Sales Director Lindsay Sauer. She's a regular at Total Beverage. I know when I go in there that I am going to get uh, the best bang for my buck, hands down. And if you can't make it in the store, don't worry. Just go to totalbeverage.net and place an order online. I have also taken advantage of their delivery service. They always give me, um, you know, an hour window. I don't have to wait around all night or all day. And make sure to like the Total Beverage Facebook page to see weekly specials. Remember, for wine, beer, spirits, go to Total Beverage. 
Welcome back in. Second segment here on the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go. 1,636 games coached, 890 wins, 532 losses, 77 ties, 137 overtime losses, 18 playoff appearances, and three Stanley Cups. AJ, that is the resume of a free agent coach. Second all-time in wins. Mm Mm-hmm. He is now available for hire. Initial thoughts when you saw the news this morning. Uh, weird timing. Oh, weird timing. Um, yeah. I honestly expected them to do it after last season. There's been long. Everybody knows that there's been friction between that front office and that coaching staff for ages now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Quinville's had to watch uh, uh, Stan Bowman slowly tear down that roster uh, in, in, increasingly ineffective ways over the last several years, you know, as a result of, of giving out expensive contracts and really very few of those expensive contracts ended up being worth any of it. You know, Jonathan Taves these days is crazy overpaid. Um, Brent Seabrook was, that was a horrible contract. The second it was signed, Uh, you know, Kane and, and Keith at least you know, they, they did okay. They're, they're still productive, still good players. Right. Um, I think they're their closest ones to living up to those contracts. And, you know, they've, they've had to trade away good young players to get rid of uh, bad contracts in both Hosa and Bickle. So. Well, then they had to trade away good young players to get some of those good young players back. Well, Artemi Panarin, <laughs> right? Like they had Artemi Panarin and, and, you know, Brandon sod and yeah, hard to believe they only got Brandon sod in that deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, you know, to, to the point that, that, that you just made, right. It's the, the team deteriorating around Quinville isn't his, <clears throat> excuse me, his fault at all. But do you think any part of this was, Look, you've just you've been here forever. It's a stale message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just need a change because they got off to a hot start, but they're now six, six, and three. You know they're okay. It's very, very, very mediocre. Mm-hmm. Um, five hundred through fifteen games, but I mean, do you think this was maybe just one of those things where it's like, hey, we got off to the fast start. Maybe we, maybe this does work out, and then since then, it's just kind of been like, hey, new direction needed. Um, yeah, I think I, I just think, again, there was friction there, um, and everybody's kind of known about it and, you know, they were moving in a younger direction all the time, you know, in the last couple of years, they've been trying to, trying to bring in some youth, but at the same time, they've, they've buoyed that by bringing in, you know, a Chris Kunitz and a Cam Ward Mm -hmm. and, you know, you can, you can look and say, okay, well, what's a, you know, what the hell is a coach supposed to do with that? Right. You know, but, but then you look at, at usage, you know, and Nick small, Nick Schmaltz is getting a healthy scratch, for example. And while he hasn't played to the level that he did last year, certainly um, that's one you, that's one of those guys that they need to do well, you know, like that's, that's somebody who's got to, got to succeed for them. And, 
you know, Chris Kunitz has been in the lineup regularly. I mean, Andreas Martinson has played seven games for them. Right. You know, and, and some of these guys is honestly that I, I don't know who they are, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm pretty well versed in, in, a, <laughs> in hockey players in a lot of different levels. Right. And I don't know what in the world a Dominic Cahoon is or a Luke Johnson. <laughs> well, so it's funny because I actually, because I mean, the NBC has Chicago still on as the national game pretty regularly. And I actually clicked on one of their games when they were on. I think it was last week. And, you know, the announcers, the play-by-play was called, they were calling out names. And same thing. I was sitting there, I was like, who? 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 And it was just, it was every time someone picked up the puck, I had no clue who it was. Yeah. Uh, apparently, um, DEL. Oh, is that Dominic where they're going? Yeah, oh. German. Came from, came from Germany. So yeah. just just before people start asking, which I'm sure they already have, 246 games, that was three seasons with Colorado that Joel Quinville coached, almost identical regular season records across all three. There's no way he's coming back to Denver. No. I mean, that bridge is pretty thoroughly burned. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, the only I think I would say that the the only real hope that you would have <clears throat> in that situation is that Sackick could because Sackick wasn't really around. He wasn't part of the, the um, you know, he wasn't part of the front office when all that went downhill. He was still a player. Mm-hmm. And so the, the only real hope would be that Sackick could talk him into it into coming back. Would you be you interested know, in that? No, they've got a coach already. Um, and this is nothing, it's nothing against Joel Quinville. It's just that they've got a coach who, uh, has the trust of the players and, you know, he's a young developing coach with a young developing team. And I think the Joel Quinville thing is it's, you know, a little, it's, it's more of a, you're shifting into time to start winning right now, mm-hmm. you know, and you still don't really know what you have in the head coach that you have. And for me, I think Bedner's probably a league average type coach. Right now, um, or you think a that's lot of feeling? No, I think he is right now, and I think you know there's there's some good there, and there's some there's some bad. I think he's probably got a long term future doing this um, because he's a really good communicator with his players. And I think that's that's increasingly important as you get the uh, you know the millennials take over the league. That's right. Don't forget, I'm coming um, for everything. He's, he's a dude that that communicates well with them, and he you know. That's that's really important, and you know we'll we'll see. I mean, <clears throat> I I just think that that's too much of a a drastic change for an organization that's still looking up. You know, things are still looking good. Mm-hmm. You're still feeling good about about where this organization is headed. Uh, Joel Quinville certainly wouldn't change that. It wouldn't it wouldn't make it worse. But you don't know exactly how much better it would be. Right. So, uh, you know, there's, <clears throat> it's, it's tough spot for sure. You know, cause certainly you can look at him. You can say he's the second winningest coach ever. He's got three Stanley cups to his name. You know, he's got, he's got, uh, 61% points percentage in the regular season. You know, he's got a 55% winning percentage in, in the, in the postseason. Mm-hmm. You know, guy's been ultra successful. He's had two years and he missed the playoffs. 
One was with 95 points here with Colorado in 2006-2007, and then last year with Chicago, which was by far his worst ever coaching year. So, I mean, this is a guy who's been elite every year he's been a coach. Yeah, I mean, his teams make the postseason. You know, more often than not, there have been, you know, he's missed, he's missed a couple of years. So twice, twice in his whole career, coaching career. Um, I've got three. Where's the third? I've got 06 and 07 with Colorado. Well, is there's no, there's no playoff record in 03, 04. Uh, He was fired. So, okay. Well, (laughs) yeah. Didn't make the playoffs that year. <laughs> uh, so in 03-04, he was fired from the St. Louis Blues. There's a lot of talk about maybe a reunion there as Mike Yo has not gotten off to a good start this year. Yeah, and that's really where the conversation goes. What is that conversation before we go to break? Mike Yo sucks. Um, his players have already bailed on him. They're terrible. They're not. They're not getting anywhere under Mike Yo. Um, they're not responding. It started last season. And then the, you know, they went on that crazy run at the end of the year of making like a bunch of overtime games in a row. Mm -hmm. And that really masked a lot of their, a lot of their real issues. And so they bought into, okay, well, Hey, you know, and, but now all of a sudden you see the one team that's actually managed to be worse than St. Louis has already fired their coach. And a team that's four points ahead of them already just fired their coach in uh, in Chicago. Right. So, you know, St. Louis, I just don't think can – I don't think they can s- sit around too much longer. And with a guy like Q on the market, if you get out there, you know, L.A.'s already, re- uh, already hired their guy, their successor, and Chicago obviously isn't going to fire Q to bring him back. <laughs> well, they so, already, they've already named a new head coach. Uh, did Chicago? Yeah, I I thought they named an interim. I didn't know if that was like a permanent I, one. I saw head coach. It very well could be an interim. I I saw the one, and that's what I'm going off of. So I'm okay. Not well, um, with St. Louis, you know, if they they the, there's now going to be a, a rush on getting this guy, the next on getting Q. No, you know, because if you're if you're Ottawa, for example, are you like, hey, let's uh. You know, maybe he's interested in coming here. Maybe what about Philadelphia? Things with Dave Haxtell still are, are on rocky ground there. So now all of a sudden there's a there's a legit Stanley Cup caliber coach on the market. I think that you might see some teams who otherwise would have been content to see how the season plays out. You might see some of these teams pull the trigger a little quicker than they, they otherwise would have because there is a guy like Q out there. Mm-hmm. Now... <sighs> Do you think he's going to want to go back and coach right away? I I have no idea. I don't know him in any way. I have no idea what he'll want. I think it might do him some good to take the rest of the year off or certainly the next few months off mm-hmm. and just chill for a bit and, you know, maybe, maybe temporarily join a front office right. and roll around and, you know, scout some games and, and get a feel for the league in a way that, uh, he he hadn't when he was focusing on his team every day, and he can start to, you know, he can start to look at, um, you know, some some jobs. He can he can look at the the places where, 
you know, the, 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 he thinks the, the openings might come and he can actually take a step back and assess, you know, okay, what do they have? You know, do they have guys that I want to coach? Is that, is that a situation they'd be interested in, et cetera, et cetera. Could you see him maybe doing what Mike Yo did and take <clears throat> a, take an assistant coach job for the rest of the year? No, definitely. No, not. he's, he's got the kind of, he's got the kind of resume where you either hire him or you don't, yeah. you know? So you don't you don't need to you don't need to mess around trying to give him the Mike Yo treatment <laughs> with the uh, oh you can be our you can be our head coach in waiting. Joe Quinville don't have to wait right. for anything. No, I agree. You know, I agree. That dude's got the kind of credentials that say you you hire me because you want me to come in here and do something special with the group that you've built. Yeah, and he can pretty much name his price too. Real quick before we go to break, if he does sign a contract, do you think it's Mike Mike Babcock money? No. Interesting. Almost no other team in the NHL has the financial resources to splash around on a head coach like <laughs> Toronto does. They've got cash to burn and nobody else is really swimming in so much a sea of cash that they're just like, oh, hey, yeah, sure. That's fine. We'll just throw it all at a coach. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. Let's take one more quick break when we come back. We ended yesterday's show talking about news that was breaking well it is broken and it has been reacted to and it has been analyzed and we're going to give our thoughts on it this is the bsn avalanche podcast presented by in we go we will be right back there's nothing more important than family and for more than a hundred years now customers have turned to farmers new world life insurance company and agents like bryce babcock to help protect the financial security of their loved ones what makes us different first off is we're, we're completely customer service oriented meaning that our goal is every day to be available the other piece too is that i'm young i'm 31 years old and so i'm, I'm hungry and i'm very motivated every single day to continue to make this agency grow and, and that's just something that you know i, I think that i bring them a lot of other agents do. My initial thought was it's expensive and I just don't have money to invest in my long-term future. Everything I have, I need right now. But once I started looking at the options, it's an absolute no-brainer. You can find a life insurance plan that works for you and you should. It's not just about death either. There's whole life insurance policies that actually have cash value that build over time and so on. So Bryce will break all of that down for you for free. The call is a no-brainer. You have to do it. Brandon's 100% right. Plus, Bryce is even giving out a deal specifically for BSN listeners. I'm going to go ahead and send out a $10 Starbucks gift card right right off the bat. And so you don't have to do business with us. You don't have to. There's no payment needed or anything like that. It's something that we're going to do for anyone that comes in from BSN. gives us an opportunity to earn their business. Call 303-996-6509 today. That's 303-996-6509. Hey, BSN fans, your favorite Colorado sports network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to bsnbars.com and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that 
that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser, and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars. There are over 20 bars there. You're sure to find one close to you. It's bsnbars.com. Find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house. Thanks for listening to the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Do you, do you notice that? Do you notice that when he when he uh, runs the video, like if you actually do pay attention, he doesn't ever teach you anything. He just commentates no. what's happening. He's like, uh, "Here's uh, someone who's skating on the wall with the yeah, box." He doesn't say what to do with it. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing too. We don't change anything ever. So why do we even have a meeting? Like I haven't paid attention in three weeks. Yeah. Like I got a, yeah. my first shift, like last game, and I, <laughs> and I must have been listening. To yeah. <laughs> and I knew what to do because he hasn't changed a thing. No I also, I also hate how he quizzes. That was former AB Matt Duchesne in the back seat of an Uber in Phoenix last week, openly talking with uh, multiple other teammates, basically about how much Ottawa sucks. <laughs> Adrian, this this has been a uh, so the video came out yesterday. Coincidentally, it it really kind of picked up trash traction on the anniversary date of the Matt Duchesne trade, which we spent yesterday's podcast talking about. But there's been a lot of different opinions, a lot of different views. People feel a lot of different ways about this video coming out. What do you think? Um, I think it's. I mean. Oh God! Now it's two two. Come on. Um, it's. I mean, it just gets worse for Matt Duchesne, honestly. And you know, I I totally understand <clears throat> the people who are saying that the video should not have been released because it shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, it's so 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 shitty that this dude. Well, did you did you see the the. So the story is now that basically it looks like they none of them tipped him. Whoever ordered the Uber didn't tip him or they gave him a bad review or something. And it looks like he posted this kind of out of spite. Okay. So now you're I mean now now you're just mad. <laughs> and for me that's just juvenile and I I'm not down with that. You know, it's shitty for a pro athlete to not tip a dude. Like, you make an insane amount of money. You can you can afford, like, a $5 tip, dude. Like, it's a two-and-a-half-minute video, so they obviously didn't drive that far. But, like, come no, on, it, dude. Oh, you haven't seen the full-length one? No, I haven't seen the full video. I only just saw the one that was in the article. I did not follow this at all beyond the, what we saw last night. The one that uh, that I've seen is five minutes. Which again, oh, okay. that's still not a terribly long ride, but yeah. To your point, yeah, you know, throw a couple bucks. We we know you've got it hanging around. That doesn't that doesn't mean they deserve to have their no. their privacy infringed upon like that. But at the same time, it's not really private when you're right in public and you're, you know, you're shit talking this dude just to a new random Uber driver. So so that's my thing, you know, because I've seen a lot of people coming to their defense saying, "Look, you know, everyone talks." about coaches, coworkers, employers, everyone talks about that kind of stuff. And I completely agree growing up, you know, everyone, you know, everyone talked about their coach and everyone, you know, made, you know, made fun and pokes, you know, cause they talk in the video about how 
the coach will always say, great question. You know, everyone does that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the difference is <laughs> the reason that this sucks so much is because everyone talks crap about their employer, but it's never recorded and then shown to their employer. You know what I mean? Or if it is, yeah. you're, that's usually followed by you being fired. <laughs> and the, the privacy thing, I think, is an interesting comment because it's, it, you're right, AJ, it wasn't private. You're, you're, yeah, I mean, you're in public, dude. Right. Like, I, I remember, so when we were in Vegas this this last time, when I was in Vegas for the Vegas Rookie Showcase, and I was there with friends, you know, and we had, we had some encounters in the casinos with, you know, NHL personnel. Mm-hmm. And it was really funny, and it was really entertaining, and we were laughing about it, and we were talking about it on our Uber ride back to our Airbnb, you know, where we were staying. Right. And it never occurred to me that I would be on camera. I mean, it didn't, it, it, you know, we weren't, we weren't like openly like shit talking anybody, of course. Uh, But it was, it, it, the, the point was like, it, it, I was, I was having those conversations with my friends kind of out in the open. I didn't mind the driver who didn't know what we were talking about anyway. And, did not it did not occur to me at any point that I would be like, you know, on camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at you know at the same time I'm I'm nobody right right you know and these dudes are these dudes made it very clear that they were they were pro athletes. The guy even asked them at one point, and the guy even <laughs> asked them, and they they mentioned it, and so there was you know I think there was there was a little bit of uh, there was a little bit of swing and dick syndrome mm-hmm. going on there. I agree. And, you know, I'm sure I'm sure that's pretty common with dudes who have, you know, been high level athletes most, you know, their mm-hmm. whole lives. And they, you know, they've kind of gotten accustomed to a certain level of treatment in a lot of places that they go. But I mean, come on. Right. Like it was at the end of the day, like number one thing, my number one takeaway, it was shitty of this for this I, dude yeah, to do that. Um, and and 90 percent of what I heard, I didn't have any issue with. It was really just the one statement of I haven't paid attention. Exactly. So so that was by far the most damning part of the mm-hmm. whole video. And and that again, I, I AJ I could not agree with you more on this. It's everyone talks shit, but it's it's the fact that here's a guy who's been in the public spotlight for the last year year plus, especially, you know, where it's hey, you know, this guy openly mm-hmm. wants out. There's you know, people are talking about him being an issue in the locker room. Is it a coincidence that as soon as Matt Duchesne left, the Avs locker room came together and they, you know, go on a run to the playoffs and Ottawa falls apart? So there's all that stuff coming out about this guy. Is this guy the problem? Is he? Is that why he was never able to take the next step? And he spent the last 18 months really trying to fight that off. You know, there was all the questions when he showed up to training camp. Is he actually here? You know, then he does the, I'm just here to honor my contract. It's So there's just all these questions, and he's the guy that says, I haven't paid attention in three weeks. It's like, holy smokes, dude. Like, let's be real. Had, had Chris Weidman been the guy to say that, we all probably would have just shrugged and been like, wow, that was a bad decision for him. Yeah, well, he sucks anyway, so it shows. Ha, ha, ha. But that it was Matt Duchesne, and, you know, he's already got a bit of a reputation around the league. He's already got some question marks about him, right? Mm-hmm. And and as you as you pointed out, 
and then this comes out and this guy's going to be a UFA this summer. Right. Like that's, you know, if you're another franchise, you're looking at this guy and you're like, ah, right, right. Maybe cause, cause now he's one of those guys that we, that we talk about where you say, yeah, he's got to go into a strong locker room. He, he, he's got to go somewhere where the leadership's established and, and, you know, they can get him in line. That's, that's now the kind of conversation you're having with a Matt, with, with Matt Duchesne, just kind of based on this, everything, you know, that's been surrounding him. And now this on top is it's, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be careful. Not just anybody can sign this guy because he's obviously a problem. And, and he's yeah. done that to himself. That's not the media. That's not his teammates throwing him under the bus. That's not coaches. Those are his actions that have, that have led people to that conclusion. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, 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 and you feel bad because he's a good dude. He does a lot of good in the community. You know, you and I made our, our cases for why, you know, the abs should, should have maybe gone a little bit more out of their way to recognize him when he was back, you know, whatever. But now all this comes up and it's, it's, it's just bad, man. It is. And yeah, it's, 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 it's rough, dude. And, and it makes you wonder driver. like what's, what's next for that guy. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, shitty on the Uber driver. I'm, I'm in total agreement. He never should have done that. And, and everyone does this kind of stuff, but you know, I, I actually have the conversation with my mom a lot about stuff like this, where it's everyone does it, but who got caught? Everyone does it. You know what, Matt Duchesne, you got caught. That sucks. But that's, that's the reality is that you're in trouble because you weren't aware enough of your surroundings. And, and for me, it's one of those things where it's 2018, man. I open the windows of my house and I'm scared about what I say. So I'm like, oh, hopefully someone doesn't walk up and record in the window, you know, because everyone's got a camera in their pocket. Everyone's got a 4K camera right in their pocket. And, yeah, and, too true. and they're going to get your face and they're going to get your voice. And it sucks that those are the times we live in. But for someone like Matt Duchesne, any of those pro athletes where you're recognizable, you're bragging about it. I guess bragging is maybe a bit of an exaggeration, but you know, you're talking about it. Yeah. Maybe be a little bit. I mean, you're certainly, you're certainly not being shy about it. Right. Right. And, and the thing, and, and I'll be interested to hear what eventually comes of this, but I know I've gotten in plenty of Ubers and Lyfts before that have cameras their their signage posted almost every time saying hey you are being recorded i don't know what the situation i mean is there i don't i don't ever notice that stuff man I, the mo- the majority of the time that i am in in uber i can barely feel my face <laughs> there's a reason you're taking or an uber not. yeah no it's I, I, yeah like there's there is a reason i am taking an uber mode you know so it's it's not but they I didn't i mean I, they I, didn't I, seem i've never noticed. They didn't seem like that is my point. I'm not trying to pin this on them again. It was shitty. The guy to do they it definitely did not. That's for sure. But, um, you know, to me, Hey, in, in, in this climate, you, you've got to be a little bit more aware. Don't have that conversation in front of a total stranger. You're just setting yourself up. You're putting yourself in a vulnerable situation. And, uh, yeah. Anything to add on that? Um, no, we'll, uh, you know, that'll be, that'll be an interesting thing for us to continue monitoring from afar. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. There are, I believe they are still tied two to two tonight. So we will, uh, yeah, like you said, we'll keep an eye on it. Yeah. And then, you know, and it's always, it's always fun to keep an eye on, um, you know, what's, what's going on around, right. uh, around an organization, um, yeah. that, that is so tied to Colorado right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Uh, should be interesting. It, it just seems like it doesn't stop there in Ottawa. AJ, any, any final thoughts before you and I jump out of here for the evening? Nope. All I'm right. good. Cool. I'm going to a sushi bar, apparently. There you go. I hate sushi. so I do too, so this is going to be real weird. <laughs> for AJ Hayfley, I've been Jesse Montano. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go. Thank you guys all so much for listening.